everybody. Welcome into episode six of Figuring It Out with Austin and Spencer. My name is Austin. And my name is Spencer, and we are so excited that you guys are back with us. Yeah, we are so psyched that you guys joined us for another episode. And Spencer and I were just talking before the podcast got started. We are just feeling like it's that time of the year when it's just, we just feel drained. You know, I, and if, if any of you guys out there feel like that, let us know in the comments or email us. Let us know what is going on with you. Uh, if you guys are feeling drained at this point in the year, because I don't know, I, I don't know it's, about it's you guys. It's cold but weather, I, man. It's, it's <laughs> as cold as Florida can get, right? <laughs> the winter blues are already coming. Oh yeah, I know. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not even the middle of October, and already the winter blues are here, right? But I guess 2020 has just been that kind of year, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I was telling Spencer before uh, before we actually started recording that I'm playing soccer up here now. Uh, I'm, I'm playing soccer at the school I'm at, just intramural sports. And I was telling him that we actually ended up finishing fourth place in like in our side of the conference. Which didn't you pull like a hamstring too? Oh yeah, I. <laughs> so yeah, this year has been it's been really fun with <laughs> soccer. I like I wasn't gonna play, and then I just like my team came to me and said, "Hey, we really need you to play." So I'm like, "Okay, fine, I'll play." And then I pulled my quad. And then Goodness. last night, or a couple nights ago, when I was playing in the game, uh, I got kicked in the face. So that was <laughs> that was a lot of fun. <laughs> and and that's kind of what uh, turned me away from soccer at such a young age. Uh, when I was on the blue team, um, uh-huh. I got kicked in the face, and then I called it quits and have really the, never played since. The blue team? Yeah, the blue team. <laughs> the blue team? <laughs> the blue team with like a local random sponsor on the back, you know? Oh really? Oh okay. Yeah. That's funny. That's that's great. But yeah, it's like I, I'm on a team called the Stingrays, so they just picked the mascot, and I guess that kind of fits because like I'm from Tampa, Tampa Bay Rays. So I was like, okay, cool. Okay, Stick I didn't familiar. know. I didn't know that they changed the name from Devil Rays to Rays, and Rays just stands for the Sun Rays. Oh yeah, yeah, they did. That's I, I don't ridiculous. know why they did that. I know it was it was a little weird, like because. I'd grown up calling them the Devil Rays, and then about 2007 or 8, I think it was, they changed it to the Rays, and everybody was like, what? <laughs> like, I thought that was this... just like a short name for the Devil Rays. Yeah, I thought it was too, but I guess it's like Sun Rays now. It's, it's, <laughs> it's weird. But, but yeah, Spencer and I were also talking about before we, we jumped on the recording, we were talking about how this, this level of tiredness kind of contributes to to what we're going to be talking about in the podcast today, and that's, do I really want to be happy, right? Like, there's this, it seems like there's this giant push in in our society and in our lives to, to find true happiness, right? To find this, this level of just kind of arriving at a place where you don't have, where, like, you don't have any sadness or trials or struggles, Right? Yeah, as a society, we've kind of merged happiness with satisfaction. Like mm-hmm. this, like all these things, especially in like commercials or TV, like these advertisements are pushing us towards like, oh, this will make you happy. This will bring you all the happiness in the world. And so mm-hmm. it's kind of like forcing it into your mind. Yeah. And it's like that made me that got me thinking about like ha- happiness and how our society has has emphasize this priority on on like finding happiness finding this this satisfaction i mean if you look at the declaration of independence or the constitution it's america was literally founded on 
life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, right? So, By the way, have you seen that movie? No, I haven't. Is that the happiness? Oh, that's a real tear oh. jerker. Real tear jerker? Oh, man. Oh, oh man. man. I should probably stay away from it then. <laughs> <laughs> it's a phenomenal movie. Oh, okay. So I might just have to fight through the tears and just, just to watch you, it if it's that you good. You definitely do. <laughs> but sorry, that was sidetracked. <laughs> it's okay though it's okay um but that's kind of what we wanted to talk about and should we really strive to be happy right or is there something more because that seems kind of like what we're all trying to figure out in life is this there's something more than we see around us is there something more than what we can interact with or like is there something deeper that we can strive towards that's more satisfying that leaves us more i don't know leaves us more fulfilled than just mere happiness yeah because if if you notice i don't know spencer i want to get your thoughts on this happiness to me is kind of something that's on the surface and something that comes and goes with our emotions right absolutely um it's definitely like momentarily um Mm -hmm. something that i was thinking about before this was so so the new iphone is coming out right the new iPhone yeah. 12. They just had the like launch thing today, like the whole like mm-hmm. big production. And so I think I'm gonna get the iPhone 12 because I like my mm-hmm. I have an upgrade available. And I'm not like a big you know like Apple nerd or anything like that, but <laughs> I'm I'm very excited about it because like I yeah. have the iPhone 10 and it's great. But like you know I'm I'm excited for the new thing. And so yeah. I think sometimes we focus on that. Like I've watched videos, I've looked at like pictures, and I've talked to people about how excited I am for it. And so I just kind of, I was thinking, I was like, man, imagine if I thought that way, like about God, because mm-hmm. the iPhone's going to last me like two years and then I'm going to get the, the next one. It's going to, exactly. I'm going to be really excited about it for like a little bit. And then it's just another tool. Um, mm-hmm. And that doesn't bring me happiness constantly, like throughout the day. But mm-hmm. God, when we search, search God, like that's going to bring us happiness, like forever. That's a everlasting mm-hmm. joy that it's going to yeah. bring. And God's yeah, not going to. Mm-hmm. God's not going to upgrade to new iOS every other year. He, you know what I mean? He's gonna, yeah. He's, he's yeah, going right. to stay the same, and he's the best of the best. Yeah, God doesn't change. And I think that's the distinction that that so much of our generation is longing for. We're not – like we've, we're discovering slowly that happiness is fleeting, right? Kind of like what you were saying with the iPhone. Like happiness is eventually going to fade away, right? But joy is something deep something deep down within our souls that stays despite adverse circumstances or trials, right? Because life is full of trials. And I mean, we were talking about this at the beginning of, at the, beginning of the show. 2020 has been <laughs> full of trials, full of setbacks, full of disappointments. And joy is something that can withstand all of that, right? But to your point, joy is something that can't come from the next iPhone or another girlfriend or the newest the newest technology gadget whatever it is newest camera newest whatever update joy can only come from an eternal source right yeah and joy can only come from something that never changes and the only person the only being in all of creation that never changes is the creator the one who created it and that's god himself right now joy is kind of like hard to describe. Like how would you describe joy? Like it's not like something easy. Like it's not mm-hmm. like oh yeah, like I'm smiling, everything's great, mm-hmm. everything's perfect. Mm-hmm. So how would yeah. you how would you des- how would you describe joy? Well, that's tough because joy looks different for a lot of different people, right? Like 
somebody and and joy does not equal smiling all the time, right? Like it's a, you can be joyful and still go through the grieving process of 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 losing a loved one or losing someone you you cared about deeply. Like you can still have joy in the midst of of those feelings and those sorrows. But I would I would describe joy as contentment honestly. Like this we talked about satisfaction at the beginning. And joy is I guess it's not an emotion, right? It's deeper than an emotion. It's the knowledge that hey, despite what is going on around me, despite what I may feel at this present moment, I'm okay. I'm I'm content. Even if if everything else fell apart, if if I never got what I lost back, I'll still be okay. Well, how 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 would you define joy? Well, that's a really good point because I think a lot of times we think that we have to be happy. Um mm-hmm. And if we're not, then something's wrong with us. Um, yeah. Or like, what's going on? Am I am I doing something wrong? Am I not spending enough time with God? Uh, like, and thinking, oh, I don't have true joy because I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. But we have mm-hmm. to kind of understand that it's okay to like not be okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if we have God, that brings us joy. Still, like you said, like that contentment. It's harder to describe, but it just kind of brings you almost like a peace. Mm-hmm. And so when things aren't going good you still have God and his peace and his, his joy that he still gives you. So you can be not okay, but you can still, you know, have that sense of joy and have that sense of peace, which is like amazing. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. And this joy is not something like this sense of peace can only come from God. And that is so countercultural because we often look to happiness as kind of a quick fix for this, this deep seated contentment and satisfaction, Right. But joy is not something that's going to be, it's not going to be, you're not going to get it quick and keep it forever, right? Like, that's that's what we would want. Joy is built over time, right? And joy comes from a deeper, more intimate knowledge of of God himself, right? Because, and we say it all the time on, on this podcast, but God desires to live in relationship with us, right? And one of the byproducts of of growing closer with God and walking with God is is this sense of contentment and peace, right? And it's interesting because you said you said the phrase it's it's okay not to be okay. And that got me thinking, how many times do we like walk by somebody we know uh, at work, at campus if you're in school still or or anywhere else or around town and you see them and you say, "Hey, hey Jeff, how's it going?" and then you say, "What's the typical response?" "Good. How are you?" And the typical yeah. response that is good. <laughs> we don't really tell each other how we're really feeling, right? Yeah. Because we think that, I don't know, maybe because we were Christians, we need to be smiling all the time. We need to be happy. We need to always have a smile on our face and always say, God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. And we can't process these emotions, right? Well, that's kind of like, you know, almost like a fake Christianity. We're like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. everything's perfect. Everything is great yeah. for me. Like, that's not, you know, we're going to go through tough times, but that's what makes us grow. And so if people are looking at you, oh, they're perfect. Like, I can't be like them. It's like someone from the outside. It, yeah. But if you're someone who's going through real struggles and real stuff, then that, you know, they're like, oh, they're, I'm just like them. We're, you know, you're just like everyone else. Now, that doesn't mean when Austin passes by me, I just tell him everything that's going wrong with my life. When he says, hey, how's it going? Make him stop while he's on his way to class or whatever. But you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's like it, it's a it's a certain level of 
authenticity and vulnerability, right? Like, you, you could just say, like, if I'm walking by somebody, you don't have to say, oh, I'm doing great. But you could say, I'm making it. I'm making it, right? And <laughs> that's okay. But I believe that joy is obtained by this level of vulnerability, right? Not just not just kind of masking over how we really feel, not just kind of putting on this fake this fake Christianity and saying that I'm happy all the time, right? Because the truth of the matter is none of us are happy all the time. That's that's a lie. And honestly, that's what the enemy uses to isolate people because we look at other people and we say, "Hey, they don't know what I'm going through. They can't possibly understand what I'm going through." They're they're doing great all the time. Every time I see them, they're they're smiling, they're happy, they're they're all this stuff. But that's not that's not healthy. That's not how God designed us to live, right? He didn't design us to just stifle our emotions. And I, I know this firsthand. My for those of you that uh, that know my family well, my mom is a Christian counselor, so I can't stifle anything in my house <laughs> when I'm home. <laughs> she she knows me. She knows my she knows she my telephone like upset. Yeah, and she makes me talk about my feelings, and <laughs> it is the most uncomfortable thing. But ultimately, it is it is so helpful because that is where I can sense my joy truly growing, right? And being open, being honest, being vulnerable, and that's I mean that's where healing takes place, right? That's where the hurts that we the hurts, the habits, the hangups that we have from from life, because life is going to beat us up, life is going to kick us down. But being open and vulnerable and honest is how we obtain this true joy, right? This being authentic with God and with others is how we get this true joy in our lives. Yeah, and when you're like open and vulnerable, I think you really start to see like when you're like, you know, talking about stuff, you start to see how God has like been faithful and God has been moving in your life. And like you may have not have noticed it. And then as soon as you started opening up, you're like, whoa, what was it like? God was moving there. God was moving there. And I think that's like something really cool. Well, and it also, it shows like you can see God moving in the lives of other people as well. And I don't know about you, Spencer, or any of you guys listening, but when I see God moving in the life of somebody else, I'm so encouraged personally, just because I, I don't know. It just, it shows me that like God is real and God is working not only in my life, but in the lives of other people around me. And that just provides so much, so much peace and so much joy in my life as well. It gets me fired up. It does. <laughs> it, it honestly does. And I mean, that's why we talk about the church being, being so prioritized, even in scripture, right? That God designed the church for us to come together and to do life together so that we may all experience this presence of joy, this, that God's presence through our joy, right? And I, I think back to what Psalm, I think it's Psalm 16 says. Um, David, the psalmist, writes that the presence of God provides the fullness of joy, right? Now, I'm, I'm loosely quoting there, but there's fullness of joy in God's presence, right? Like, the, it's not like God and something else. It's not like God and the next iPhone, God and a wife or a, a spouse. It's God's presence that provides this fullness of joy, this complete picture of joy in our lives. Yeah, and it's it's just God's love. Like mm-hmm. God, when He draws near to you and He brings you that love, like mm-hmm. that's that's something else. So one of my uh, one of my favorite songs. This might be a little off topic, 
One of my favorite songs is by one of my favorite artists, John Bellion. Have you do you know John Bellion? Oh yeah, love John Bellion. Yeah. So he has a song called "Stupid Deep," a phenomenal mm-hmm. song. Holy yep. crap! Um, yeah. But so it's kind of talking about like the surface, like what we're searching for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he talks about. He says, "Why has life become a plan to put some money in my hands when the love I really need is stupid cheap?" And so mm-hmm. he talks about the hole inside his heart is stupid deep, and. Mm-hmm. And so I, that's just like a great picture. I don't know if he's talking about God exactly, but like it's just a great picture of like God's love is free. And when we're searching for these other things that are like, you know, material or things like you said, like searching for a spouse uh, that aren't going to bring us like forever satisfaction, like it just like leaves this deepness and this like emptiness. And I that, yeah. I love that song. Oh yeah, that's, that's such a great song. And I had that same thought and I did a little bit of research on like when that when he dropped that album. Like he's actually a really prominent Christian. Though Is he's he? not like labeled a Christian artist so to speak, he's like he's a very prominent and open believer. And so I, I do think that that song is talking about cuz he he did say like the love that I really need it's it's cheap, right? And he's not talking about cheap in the sense of its value. He's talking about cheap in the sense of like it's availability, like it's, it's like, and I believe he's talking about God there. That oh, yeah. God offers himself that God offers himself to fill that void inside of our souls because we all have that. I call it the God shaped hole in our hearts, right? That only he can fill that we can try to fill with everything else. We can try to fill with what we've talked about so far, but only God can, can fill that, that void, that, that depth in our soul, Right. And God's presence brings this, brings this love, what you talked about, brings this joy so that we don't have to rely on our emotions to, from where our emotions can bring us. I mean, because our emotions shift with almost like the changing of the seas, right? <laughs> like our emotions are up and down and all over the place. And we don't have to rely on our emotions to determine if we're joyful or if we're happy or not. But we can have this deep-seated joy this deep-seated contentment and peace despite all of our, our shifting emotions and all of life's changing circumstances, right? And the point, I think, of that song is that it's it's God, right? It's God who's going to fill that void. It's God who's going who's gonna to fill that deep emptiness inside of us, right? And God promises us in Scripture, he says, like I know Jesus says in John 16, he says that if we seek him, we will find God wants us to seek him to find this joy that it that will overflow, right? He's not just going to give us partial joy. He's not just going to give us some joy to keep us coming back. No, he's going to give us this fullness of joy that's that's overflowing. And I mean that is I think what so many people today long for, right? That fullness of joy. And that fullness of joy can only come from God. Well, we talked. We talked about it. I think in the very first episode about Tom Brady, and mm-hmm. uh, and the interview that he did, that where he said he's got all these things, but there's still like something missing. And so, mm-hmm. and we we talked about it too in our small group um, that me and Austin help lead. Yep. And uh, the Holy Spirit kind of come when you start seeking God, like mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit kind of fills you up, and you like you can't describe it, but it's like this this joy, and you like when you start seeking that love, that love will, will fill you up. Yeah. 
yeah, it'll it'll overflow, right? And we'll talk about the Holy Spirit more in depth in a later podcast to come. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. stick around for that. Uh, but off topic again. You're absolutely, you're absolutely right. It's like the Holy Spirit comes to us, and He's literally God within us, right? He's literally the the, the presence of the living God within each and every person who said yes to Jesus Christ, and that that brings so much comfort and. Like I said before, that is where the true joy comes from, right? But hey, thank you guys so much for for tuning in today, for listening along with us, for helping us figure out how, how we can truly find joy in life. Hey, remember, if you guys have any questions or comments or anything you guys are wrestling with or trying to figure out, please hit us up at, at the weekday at bayhope.com. You can email that 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 address or you can you can connect with us via youtube uh where all of our our videos are there uh we would love to hear from you guys and just hear how you guys are figuring out this this journey of life this journey called life and specifically how you're finding joy in life but hey until then thank you guys so much for tuning in we'll see you next time see you guys